This is the Yob ConvoCast, one-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? And welcome to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with folks in and outside of the Yob community. And this particular human is definitely on the inside. So much so, in our last episode, our last ConvoCast, we had someone who was an OG, our dear friend Matthew. And this guy is also an OG. With me from the beginning, it's a short list now. It's my other brother, Marshall. What's up, Marshall? Hey, Tom. Good to be here. Good. Thank you for having me. It's so good to have you, Marshall. It has been eons since you were featured on a Yob Podcast Network production. What is up? Happy New Year, by the way, because you're a busy boy. I mean, we'll, we'll get a life update here soon because I haven't talked to you since our retreat, which we had in the fall, which we'll also get to. But what's the general life update for those who haven't heard your voice in many moons? Well, a lot has been happening with me. Um, as people who know me realize, I, uh, you know, I have a job where it's considered essential, and um, you know, I don't You're get to work from home. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but the point is that uh, I've been working long hours, and that's taken a lot out of me. And why people may not have heard from me as much—that's one of the big things. We're gonna—I'm gonna put a pause right here because not only have we heard you on the airwaves in many months. I haven't seen, Marshall, this is so sad. I haven't seen a blog from you come across my desk in also many months. <laughs> I know you're Sorry busy. Sorry about that. I know you're busy. <laughs> and I've thought through a few things and I I have some ideas of some things I want to write, but I haven't, mm. <laughs> I will look and uh, believe me, I have some things to say. I hope you're still, yeah, I hope you're still wanting to be a part of this, but no Absolutely, <laughs> Definitely. No question. We've had, I, I mean, we've had people come and go, and for most of them, it's no hard feelings. Like I realize, Yob is not like a perpetual twenty four seven thing <laughs> for everybody, like it is necessarily for me. Not that it's twenty four seven for me either. I have boundaries, but, um, but yeah, it's just really great. It's always I've always appreciated your input, and always always enjoy hearing from you. I know we're trying to round out our um, our storytellers, whether they're on the blogs or on the podcast by by getting some older voices because you've been holding down the oldest spot since our inception since we began mm-hmm. and it's my hope marshall that we can get give you some company in your your age bracket <laughs> by the end yeah of the that'll be good you were telling me before we started recording that there is a very interesting development at your place involving some canines would you would you like to share <laughs> would you like to share more about that because i'm very intrigued tell the listeners yes. also in case they've forgotten where exactly do you live not where you live but but like what's your living situation like okay i live um on a farm uh just outside the washington dc area um and it's 20 acres it's not a gigantic farm but i live with currently about 15 other people all Christians. Um, and uh, we all basically met through church related groups. Um, and uh, most of us go to the same church. But anyway, the, the point is that we're very um, close friends, a lot of us. But we've been, uh, you know, raising several different animals for uh, uh, meat or um, 
their fur, whatever. Uh, we have a lot of sheep. And um, we decided to get some sheep dogs because um, there were actually problems, not so much with the sheep, although they do help with that. Uh, we've had trouble with uh, foxes eating chickens. So the wild foxes come out of the woods, especially in the winter, and um, have killed some chickens. So um, we have these dogs basically protecting the chickens. They've done a great job. They're two um, Great Pyrenees is the brand, uh, excuse me, breed of dog. Breed, and, brand, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, so they're, you know, these big, white, fluffy dogs that are, you know, 100 pounds or so. Uh, their names are Stella and Samson. Um, and anyway, uh, Stella just had puppies. And so, of course, they're a big oh. attraction around here. There are about seven of them. And um, <laughs> my friend James, who actually owns both of them, um, he put up an Instagram that's uh, for the puppies <laughs> so that people will become familiar with them and hopefully we'll be able to adopt them out. Mm. But anyway, um, we <laughs> if anybody's interested, it's called um, Sam Stell Life, uh, S-A-M-S-T-E-L underscore L-I-F-E. It's Sam on Instagram. Stell Life on Instagram. You can check right. out the puppies. Are the seven, did you say seven puppies? Yes. Have, uh, they, been, have they been named or are they just nameless at this point until owners? Um, right now them? they're not named because we, we hope to adopt them out. And gotcha. I mean, I don't know if one or two of the people caring for them might have uh, given them temporary names. I don't know those names. <laughs> they, right. they haven't told me. Um, you should name them in the spirit of the times that we're living in. in you should name them by all of the COVID variants that we've had. <laughs> so you could have Omicron, Delta, Omicron. you could have Delta, you could have, we, we used to name them at the beginning. We used to name them like the South Africa variant or the UK variant. And then we just right. went to Greek letters, I guess. The last puppy could be the next variant, whatever that, whatever comes after Omicron, because <laughs> I'm sure there will be another one as we've learned. Right. It's, um, you know, that's what most of the doctors are predicting, that there will be another one someday. So anyway, the point is, <laughs> we're, though, we're that- here to give our audience hope. We're here to tell them <laughs> we're here to uplift their spirits that another variant's coming. So, well, get ready. <laughs> we'll see. We do hope other puppies will be coming, though, too. But that's mm. another story in itself. Um, more puppies is better than more variants. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, but these uh, puppies have got so much interest from so many people. We've realized um, we'll let the dogs continue doing that. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that it's uh, a fun thing that happened around here. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of the animals that we raise are not really pets because they're not going to live here forever, you know, but uh, these dogs are, have become pets. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really exciting. I wish, wish your puppies well, <laughs> wherever they want. Thanks. Up. Thanks. Give them, give them a follow on Instagram, everybody. Um, Marshall, the last time I saw you was at our retreat, which I'm so glad you were able to come to, because I know you've been so busy and overworked and, um, I hope that was a rejuvenating, restful weekend for you. I was curious, A, I was curious if you had any particular standout moments or memories from the retreat. If you didn't, that's okay. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to talk to you about from the retreat was um, was when I asked you to share at the campfire that one morning um, about buying the field. There's a part of scripture where Jesus talks about buying the field, and I would love just a quick synopsis of that um, for those that didn't go to the retreat. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to, to follow up with you because I followed up with a couple of the other guys who came to the retreat or they blogged about it. And so I definitely wanted to get your thoughts on our gathering um, several months ago now. Oh, I, I really appreciated the retreat. I always love going to those retreats because um, uh, to get into the Enneagram subject again, being Enneagram too, I love people. And when I get to interact with people and feel like I'm being a help and not a harm to, you know, others, it makes a huge difference to me. I'm, I'm happy when I make other people happy. Uh, I can't say that I necessarily made somebody happy there, but I, what I would say is that I, um, I definitely got to know several of the guys um, that I had never uh, really talked to in, in any depth before. And, um, you know, I, uh, I could just appreciate a lot more of um, what people go through dealing with, you know, all those temptations and all the associated stuff socially. And then the, you know, the pressure to, you know, um, be uh, side A, openly gay, everything else, um, or on one side, and then the pressure on the other side to keep your mouth shut around Christians. And uh, that whole thing of living a double life is uh, very destructive. We all know that. Um, and so uh, I just was grateful to hear how people have, um, several people were telling me stories of basically how they have been able to live a more genuine life and not uh, not act one way around certain groups of people and another way around a different group of people and always be worried that one group will find out about what they're doing <laughs> with the other group, even though they're not, you know, sinning, so to speak, they're not, um, you know, actively involved in um, sex or whatever. They still feel this pressure to be two different people, depending on who they're around. Many people talk to me about that subject and how they dealt with it. And I really, uh, I actually, I don't know how to say it other than I learned a few things uh, about there are ways to be even more honest than what I have been that will relieve some of that pain in my own life um, uh, that I feel sometimes about, well, I can't be like this around this person. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest compliments that I get from people who go to these retreats is the fact that they can be comfortable. Like the fact yes. that, um, yeah, the fact that people can just let down their guard and just be comfortable around everyone else, even though for most of them, they're meeting for the first time. So it is kind of this jarring thing. Like you're meeting someone for the first time. So there's an awkwardness that comes with meeting people for the first time. At least I'll just speak for myself, for me, but, um, and for a lot of people, but the fact that you're meeting people who are safe and that, um, that people can leave the weekend just feeling like they were able to not have to put up any any facades, any false images, like they can just be them. And, yep. and just taking that for granted, because I've been in this world for many years now. And so I, I it's good to hear that again, because I used to be that way too, that I had, not that I also don't put out false images in my day-to-day -day life, because I certainly do, but, um, but just to be reminded of the fact that to create an arena where people can be genuine and just be be comfortable in their skin, speaking how they speak, acting how they act, um, and not have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to to appease the right. masses. And that's um, yeah, that's one of the best one of the best things I can hear about our retreat weekends. And I'm glad. Oh um, yeah, I'm glad that's the case. After we've done several of these now, um, we had several people contributing. 
um, to various aspects of the retreat, which are always, it's just always fun to have other people participating. Um, and we had a space on, I believe it was Saturday morning where I said, Marshall, would you share a little bit about um, that buying the field story? Because for from now until the end of time, Marshall, anytime I come across that story, whether it's reading through the Bible on my own, or if I hear a sermon preached on it, or or if ever, if ever I just hear about it, if I see it written somewhere, like I will think of you because you had a Zanga back in the day, which is how I met you and how your other brothers even started. Mm-hmm. Um, we all met each other on this blogging network that doesn't exist anymore called Zanga. And, and some, some, some iteration of your username was bought the field. And, and I just thought you could share a couple minutes about what, what is that and why does it mean so much to you? Oh yeah, definitely. It doesn't mean uh, the farm that I own right now. I've co-owned. You bought the right field now. and the sheepdogs and the puppies. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That it, this was long before that that I had that name. Um, basically, I'm referring to the scripture that's um, in uh, Matthew chapter 13, starting at verse 44, but even going on to 46, verse 46. It's um, you know that a man. Um, was basically he saw a treasure hidden in a field and um, he was so happy that he basically hid it. And then he went and sold everything he had and he bought that field. Um, What, and Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like that, that um, you see a real treasure in God that is worth so much. You're willing to give up everything to have him. Of course, he's worth far more than you could ever pay. So there's you have no problem giving up what it well. I'm not saying you have no problem. What I'm saying is you <laughs> You're are You're saying willing. following Jesus is seamless. There are no problems, issues. No, struggles. that's not what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> oh share more. What Tell I, me more. Yeah, what I am saying is that you can do whatever it takes because he himself is so worth it. Uh, the kingdom of heaven, which of course God Himself makes heaven heaven. <laughs> um, so it's God Himself is worth it. There's a love that He has and a saving nature that is just not found in any human being. Um, no man can fulfill me the way God can, and uh, that's that makes it worth giving up a lot of men. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> in our context, you know what we mean. Um, to follow the Lord and it's really worth it. So yeah. that's, that's a summary of what I said. And of course the parable Jesus said right after that was a pearl of great price, which is that, um, you know, a merchant found a pearl that was um, the best. <laughs> and he, again, sold all of his other merchandise, all of his other, all of his other pearls in order to buy this pearl of great price. And it was the same idea that God himself is worth giving everything for. Mm. Well, yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about wanting older storytellers um, on the blog or on the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, in general, just having older people in the community. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for um, something I've just always been pleasantly surprised by, by our community. It's like you would you would maybe think that a bunch of millennials, because we're mostly millennials leading the blog and right. leading the, it's just who we are. We don't try to hide that. I mean, we just, that's how, it's how it is. Uh, I'm a millennial and most of the guys that participate are millennials, but, um, so it's been pleasantly, it's been a pleasant surprise to see the retreats and then even just the makeup of our community in general, um, on zoom calls and, um, in our discord and our page in our uh, Facebook group. Um, 
you know, there's a nice little cross section of people. And I love, I love going to those retreats because they've always been pretty diverse, you know, mostly younger people, but there's a good smattering of older people that I'm just really grateful for because it's great. I think it goes both, hopefully it goes both ways that um, the younger people can see the older people, can see people who have been living faithfully with Jesus and following him for however many years, however many decades. And, and then hopefully you guys are inspired by us too and can, can, can draw some life or energy or whatever you would draw from, from a younger crowd. Um, it's just really, that's just one of my favorite parts of Yab is just seeing the, the intergenerational dynamic that, that we have going on. And I hope, hope that continues. I hope it doesn't like um, taper off or anything. Me too. I have one comment about that. And that is that um, being older, of course, I was young once <laughs> and I <laughs> understand too. what it Me is too. to be young. <laughs> um, so I, I understand the uh, strength of the temptation uh, that, that we have to um, do whatever sexual things that uh, we shouldn't. And, um, you know, I, I can fully get when people are younger and they're expressing the, the very difficult things they're going through because of, of sexual temptation. And, um, you know, a lot of people who are younger don't realize that even though, you know, I'm older and of course I'm not as whatever the word is, um, apt to deal with that kind of thing in the same kind of way. Um, they people who are younger can sometimes forget that, um, Oh, <laughs> I was there. I understand I've done it. <laughs> you know, I've been through the same kinds of things. And so that's why I have a lot of compassion. And I've been, I actually was able to talk to some of the guys about that, you know, and just basically try to encourage them because um, I'm sure, you know, more than a lot of people uh, that there's a lot of very strong, resilient, great Christians among us that have been through, you know, like I said, a lot of temptation <laughs> and have said yes to God and no to sin in surprising ways. And like I said, I talked to several guys who I would put in that category. They were just amazing in their uh, commitment to the Lord <laughs> and their willingness to say no to sin, you know, and knowing how powerful that pull of sin is. Um, I just let them know, look, you are, um, <laughs> you are giving yourself to what really matters. And, you know, this is worth more than gold, what you are going to get. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was able to encourage several guys that way that they, they're really making the right choice, even though it's very difficult. Yeah. Not just saying no to sin, but also just saying, continue to say yes to Jesus, despite. The, oh Yeah. Despite the hardship, not, you know, not sin, but just hard, hard experiences, whether it's with family, with friends, with church, um, or just life's, life's arrows, you know, life's hardships. So I think yes, it's been, yes. it's a resilient community and I'm grateful, um, grateful for the, the older voices as well, just to kind of give us that encouragement to keep going and to, mm -hmm. to be there. So, so I'm grateful for you, Marshall, for that, um, for being a part of this from, oh. from the beginning. Um, in our last few minutes, brother, is there anything else, anything else you'd like to talk about or catch us up on? Yes, yes. Of course, as people know, um, friendship is very important to us. You know, if we're um, Speak for single. Yourself. Yes. Well, yeah, again, I'm. It means nothing to me, but keep going. I'm an Enneagram too. So friendship means a lot to me. Um, 
I could go on and on about details of friendships that I've had. And in fact, that's largely what I write about in my blogs. But um, one of my friends, uh, who's a very uh, good friend, probably my best friend at the moment, uh, is James. He is not um, same-sex attracted. He's very straight. Um, but we own this farm together. We have a lot of friends in common. And, you know, again, we're trying to accomplish something with establishing a Christian community here. And um, he and I have always uh, had the agreement that, you know, for a period of years that we would remain single um, in order to get things established uh, here in this community. Well, um, he is now in a relationship with a girl, <laughs> which, of course, when you have a best friend and then suddenly they're interested in a girl. Um, most of us can relate to how painful that can be. Um, well, in my situation, I'm actually not having pain because um, I'm so happy for James. <laughs> he is quite a, um, I don't know how to say it, um, a gifted person, um, a very strong leader. And um, I've never been exclusively his friend and, you know, he's never been exclusively my friend. Um, there's always been a lot of others that we've, you know, shared with. And I think that makes it much more natural that when he gets into a relationship, it's not a painful, difficult thing, but it's, I'm just happy for him because he's doing very well. But yeah, after a period of years, and now that we've gotten something established, he believes now's the time to look into a relationship. I mean, he's 31 years old. So, you know, it's about time a lot of guys get married at that age. So he's uh, dating a girl named uh, Madeline, Maddie. <laughs> She's an Enneagram too, in my opinion, <laughs> which I think is pretty good for him, who's a uh, Enneagram uh, eight. Um, if you know the personality types, you'll understand what I mean when I say I those say, two fit you've together. You've alienated half of our audience because I'm sure half I know, of our audience I know. has no idea what you're talking about. But for those that know, they know. Yes. In other words, um, James is a natural leader type who's a very strong personality and wants to be in charge or is naturally the one that is in and charge. Choose, want to serve people and yes. much to the detriment of themselves. <laughs> right. Often. And, and Maddie is very much like that. She's extremely emotional and um, very giving of herself. But going back to you real quick, because... Um, I'm just curious. So you, you paint it off, you play it off as if this was not a big deal. Like it happened and you are fine with your best friend now mm -hmm. dating a girl. Like, was there any part that was like difficult as far as navigating a new, this new terrain of this, all of a sudden, whatever the dynamic was for years and years and years. Cause I've known, I've known both of you guys you yes, know, you have. for years and years. And so, so I, I can't, I don't believe you when you say that you're a hundred percent happy for him. There are no hard feelings. I refuse well, to believe part of, I am. Some of it is I'm choosing to love and behave in a way that matters, that will glorify God, that is not uh, going to pull anybody in a bad direction. Uh, so some of it is, yeah, I'm just being um, choosing to do what's right. But there's an emotional thing where you um, kind of like um, uh, the friend of the bridegroom. <laughs> I believe it was John the Baptist told the uh, story uh, in the New Testament, but where 
that when he, even though the bride is for the bridegroom, um, when the friend of the bridegroom hears, you know, the, uh, the groom rejoicing over the bride, it makes him happy because he, he wants his friend to be happy and he sees the bride making his friend happy. Um, so anyway, that's the, the, that's definitely the attitude that I've sought to have. And over the years, I've, I've really built, I don't know how to say it, that mentality in, because I know, you know, that is the way to succeed in these situations. And of course, I know if I have close friends that are straight, this is going to happen. And so I have to be prepared. So I've Mm -hmm. just, um, I've been a best man at six weddings. (laughs) So I've, I've, I've been through this before. I think, yeah, I think I'm, the reason I was being cynical is because I think I'm still from the generation that this is still fairly a new development. I know it is for lots Mm -hmm. of other guys who are in their thirties, certainly in their twenties, who they're seeing their straight friends start to date or get engaged or certainly to get married. And then just inevitably a dynamic happens that they haven't experienced before. And that can be very jarring Mm -hmm. and very disorienting and very hurtful for a lot of people a lot of people. And I know, I know just by virtue of you having been alive for a few more decades and, and being a best man so many times, like, I think, yeah, I think there also is a a bit of wisdom that comes with uh, navigating that terrain that this isn't necessarily something that's shocking. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you some credit. (laughs) Yeah. The point is that I, I love James as a friend and uh, I want the best for him. And he's certainly very happy now. And I, I love it when my friend is happy. I don't know how to say it other than that. Yeah. Um, he's, um, you know, he has worked very hard at having right relationships with women. I mean, he's, since he's been a Christian, he has never had sex with a woman. Um, Are you outing James's virginity on the show? <laughs> Oh, no, no, he's, I didn't say he was a virgin. He was not, he hasn't oh. been a Christian his whole life. Okay. He has not been a Christian his whole life. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Let's, and that's, he will tell you all of this in he's person. Very open. Yeah. That it is, yes. But like I said, I, I've watched him glorify God by, you know, saying no to sin <laughs> over a period of years and years and years. And, um, you know, it's just, um, like I said, he's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and plus now you have puppies. You, I was going to say you have other people, <laughs> you have other people to, that can pour into you and you can pour into them. And now you have puppies uh, as yeah. well to share the love. So hopefully, mm-hmm. um, hopefully you're doing, doing well with that. And yes. And the plan right now is for him to not just remain on the property. I mean, yeah, he'll probably build a, his own place, but, uh, we'll have a lot of interactions still. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've known Maddie, you know, of course, apart from James, I mean, just as in the different Christian groups I've been involved in, I've known her probably two years and, um, I've had some very deep spiritual discussions with her. Actually, I'm very impressed with her relationship with God. Um, she really does love the Lord and, um, that makes it, you know, makes me all the happier for, so she gets your, your stamp of approval. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's good. good. Thanks for sharing about, yeah, about that dynamic and everything going on, on the farm, on the field, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, it's just good. Always good to check in with you, Marshall. Always good to hear from you. Um, 
I was going to say in our closing closing words, I wanted just to encourage you. Sometimes I I had I made an offhanded comment on a recent Yobcast about Enneagram 2s and I felt bad about it afterward <laughs> because I love 2s. 2s I have had some great 2s in my life, but I've also had some some crazy 2 stories which I will not share on the podcast, but I I just want to encourage you and then any other 2s listening because I know we have a a big 2 audience. Like you have a lot of love to give and you get a lot of joy. And I think it is genuine to serve people and connect with people. But but make sure you're taking care of yourself, especially Mr. Hero. If you're working, if you're if you're being overworked, make sure you're taking care of yourself, making sure you're resting, make sure you're eating well, getting some exercise, doing all the things you got to do, playing with some puppies, getting those endorphins running. Like I think that <laughs> would be vital, vital for you right now during these these troubling times. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you saying that because I'm just thinking back about what I've been doing in my spare time. I mean, over the last two days, most of my spare time, the last two days has been spent talking to people that are suffering emotionally and I'm trying to be a support to them. And I realized, yeah, maybe I should be a little more supportive of myself too. You got to you got to lean into that four energy when twos when twos are in security they take on four qualities where they learn to say peace out to people <laughs> and make sure you're rejuvenating yourself whatever that looks like for you yeah i think you're right because i have been exerting quite a bit of emotional energy the last few days it takes a toll like i know it does something for you and i know you have a capacity to love that a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. which is a, definitely a strength but too much of a strength, as they say, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. So just keep an eye on it. Just encourage Oh, you. I will. I will. Uh, that was needed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I hope to, I know the pandemic has thrown everything off and I lost a car along the way. And normally, Marshall, I feel like I would have seen you in all my travails up and down the East Coast. I would have stopped by the farm. I've still never seen this farm that you speak of that you've been living at for a couple of years now, I guess. So I'd, I would love to see it someday. And I hope if the same puppies aren't there, maybe you'll have new puppies by the time I roll around. <laughs> yeah, the puppies are probably going to be uh, up for adoption the first week in February. So I will not make it up there that soon. But yeah, I would, <laughs> I would love right, to. Right, right. Maybe the next round of puppies, the, ne- the next litter, I can make it up. For. Right. But do look at the uh, Instagram there. There you go. What was it? Stell Samson? Stel? No, it's uh, Sam Stell Sam Life. Sam Stell S- underscore yes. life. Yeah. Yes. S-A-M-S-T-E-L underscore L-I-F-E. I'm going to check it out as soon as we hang up here, Marshall. Okay. Um, so good to see you. Thank you guys for listening. If you are interested, we, sp- we spoke about this retreat, which we not only do in-person retreats, but we also do virtual retreats. That's the thing that we're getting into the rhythm of doing as well. So so if joining the community sounds appealing to you, if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com slash your other bros. Um, all the information's there. We would love to have you. There's always room for one more at the table or around the campfire, so to speak. Um, Marshall, so good to see you. Again, take care of yourself and have some puppy time. <laughs> Thank you. Until we cast our next convo. See you guys next time.